Hello Voices, my name is Joe Choi and I'm a multi-award-winning voiceover and host of a voiceover's audio adventure podcast. A bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. When people get into voice acting, most of us are unaware of the many different genres that exist within this industry. Speaking from my experience, I was more than happy and content with just voicing commercials for awesome brands and earning a living. Well, until you get that email drop into your inbox with the opportunity to voice act in a video game. Just when you thought your job couldn't get any cooler, it indeed has. Today's adventure is about voice acting for video games. Voice acting in gaming offers the individual to act and bring a character to life. That's not to say we don't act in commercial or corporate jobs, but in my experience, there is a clear distinction between the two and the attention to details and time taken to record are night and day. The sessions are completely different. For a start, they can last anything from four to six hours and the attention to detail is so much more intense. You have to become someone else. It's not about just the vocal performance, it's about the performance full stop. As always, I like to get more than just my thoughts and feelings about topics. So let's talk to some friends of mine to get theirs. Hello, my name is Mars Liposky and I'm a bilingual voice actor. Games I've been in, I should, well, I should mention uh, one of the very first ones. Thief's Shelter by Geo Games. Um, some tiny projects on the way, but the most important ones yet are would be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and uh, Modern Warfare 3 that just came out, where I play the Polish Special Forces operator Gromsko. Yes! <laughs> One of the first voice acting jobs, if it comes to video games, would be uh, yes, Thief's Shelter I just mentioned. It was wonderful experience, wonderful people on the other side, but playing the character was quite a challenge because the main character, a detective, suffers from a mental illness. So during the game, he was going to, how to put it, different stages of his mental state. So it was it was challenging to sustain the energy during those changes. Yeah, but overall experience was great. There is a couple of um, misconceptions of voice acting for video games. And one of those that is most common one if people, when people ask me about voice acting for video games is the fact that you have to put on certain voice every time. No, it, this is not true. In many cases, you play with your own natural voice, and this is the best thing ever. What to expect in the session? You should expect a great guidance by a voice director slash gaming director. Some voice actors going to a studio for the first time to record for a video game think that it's going to be a very difficult thing to do recording in a studio because there's going to be people online and in the studio also. But this is, no, this is not true. Actually, recording in the studio for a video game is one of the most pleasant, from my own experience, pleasant and wonderful things ever. 
because there is, like I said before, uh, guidance from a voice director, especially if, if, it, if it's a, a good voice director, the session goes smooth. And shall you be obviously prepared for it? So my experiences in the studio recording for video games are the best ever. There is a lot of differences between voice acting for video games and other voiceover work, but the biggest difference is the energy. I always say that the energy is completely different. And not only because you play a character, but, but how, how you play it, the emotional states, what you're going through is so much different than, I don't know, recording when you record a commercial, for example. Yes, so I always say the energy is the biggest difference between acting for video games and other voiceover work. If I was to give a tip on how to get into voice acting for video games, I should say this. Take care of your past. What I want to say here is, if you went through certain difficulties in your childhood or teenage years, like traumas and other stuff, take care of it first. Because those bad experiences, in many cases, they hold us back. They keep us tight and don't allow us to free ourselves in front of the microphones. Actually, I heard a similar thing from a wonderful acting coach, Mr. Everett Oliver. He said, get out of your own head. So that's the most important tip I would give to people who would like to be in voice acting for video games. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, my name is Leonie. I'm a multilingual voice actor and singer. I speak fluent English, German and French. I've been a voice actor for about eight years and I mainly work across gaming, corporate and commercial genres. A few games I've been in, the most recent release would be the Phantom Liberty expansion of Cyberpunk 2077, where I voiced Aurore Cassel. I also voiced Toka Sinrikstotir in the DLC The Siege of Paris of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And apart from that, I voiced characters in a few indie games, such as King's Bounty 2, Life After, Glam Pursuit, and many more. My very first gaming job, I think, was King's Bounty 2. And what surprised me at the time was, firstly, that the script came in an Excel sheet. <laughs> Coming from a screen and stage acting background, um, I wasn't used to receiving a script in that sort of format. And then in the actual session, I actually got to work with the marvelous Kirsty Gilmore. How lucky am I on my very first gaming job to work with Kirsty? And I think I was quite surprised by the speed at which we were working, how it was just going, okay, next line, three takes, boom, 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 pick one, or, you know, give a little bit of redirection, pick one, next, next, next. I wasn't used to working at that sort of pace from screen and stage acting. I have now gotten used to it. <laughs> I think a massive misconception about voice acting for games is that it's just games. I think there's still a little bit of um, bias and maybe a snobbery when it comes to acting for video games. And I think a lot of people don't realize how far voice acting for games has come in the last couple of decades and that it is 
it is acting, you know, like voice acting comes with a, a small V and a big A. It really is about the acting. And it's actually, I would say, more difficult than acting for screen or stage because you haven't got a partner to play off of. You haven't got props or costume or a set. You're, you know, you're stood in a in a box in front of a monitor, in front of a microphone, and you're having to make everything sound believable and true and, and fresh. And um, it's actually a really difficult discipline of acting. And I think that maybe within the acting world that hasn't quite sunk in yet. Now, what to expect in a session, I guess it depends on the director that you're working with, but mostly you will sort of start by having a chat about the the character, depending on how much time there is. Um, You can go deeper or not so deep. And then you'll be given the script, the lines, as I said previously in an Excel sheet, and um, you'll go line by line depending on how the director likes to work. Sometimes you might read through a whole scene. Sometimes you'll just go line by line and usually you'll be giving two or three takes per line and then either the director will pick their favorite or you might be given some redirection um, and then you'll do it again until the director is happy with what you're doing. And that way you just, you know, you just make your way through the script until either time's up or, (laughs) or you've made it through the entirety of the script. So for anyone interested in getting into voice acting for video games, I'd always say that the first and most important thing is to learn how to act. So I would always say try and find some acting classes. It doesn't have to be specific voice acting classes, but just some acting classes local to where you are online. Join an improv troupe, join an Amdram theater group. Any of those things can be really great ways to exercise those acting muscles and start becoming comfortable with just the craft of acting. And then once you feel comfortable there, then you can start looking into specific voice acting classes, which there are so many of online. There are incredible workshops and um, and classes and courses available online. And that's really just the question of, um, of a Google search. And then I always would say try and find the community because there is such a huge, incredible community of voice actors out there and they're always happy to give a leg up to anyone who's passionate about getting into the into the field. And, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. So it's always great to, to find the people who can help you along the journey. Thank you, Mars and Leone. Some great advice indeed and always helps to hear and learn from other people's experiences. The standout pieces I took from them both was to get out of your own head and not to hold yourself back. And the fact that acting for gaming isn't acting, which is so weird to hear people still think this. Acting by yourself and responding to dialogue that isn't there is going to be a lot of what you do and is a very hard skill to master indeed. It should not be underestimated in any way. Trust me. Okay. So, we have some insights. Let's go on to our main guest this week. I got the chance to speak with Ryan Lawton, someone who I've been following for a while now. I have followed his work over the years and he definitely knows what he is doing. I got to ask him his route into the industry, some of the struggles he faces, tips on how to get more work and more. Okay, hey guys, uh, my name is Ryan Lawton and I work as a voice actor predominantly for uh, video games and animation. So, what made you want to get into voicing for games? How did you get here? 
Okay, how did I get here? So um, I actually, I moved, I'm originally from Lincolnshire and I moved from Lincolnshire to London to study an acting course um, at university. Uh, before that, prior to that, I was working, uh, sorry, studying at Lincoln College, doing a performance arts course as well. So it's kind of always been in my blood that I, I wanted to do something that was acting related, drama related. And as I was drawing towards the end of my um, university course, I kind of realized like I'm a huge nerd. I play a lot of video games. Uh, I watch a lot of cartoons and I was like, hang on, that is a job as well. Somebody does that. <laughs> so why not me? Like, yeah. So yeah, from there, I sort of started exploring uh, what it was to be a voice actor and what it involves. And, and yeah, from there, just cracked on a, and, and ran at the goal of being a, a voice actor for video games from that point of graduating. You studied, but did you study specifically for voice acting in games or was it just acting in general? Yes. Uh, so not at all. It was acting in general. There wasn't actually anything on my course, even slightly uh, to do with voice acting for video games, commercials or anything. So I remember we had a module right at the end of my uh, university degree where the lecturer kind of said, what, let's talk, what would you like to go into? What, what's a, a sort of avenue of acting that you'd be interested in? Yeah. And I said to her, well, vo voice acting for video games. And she was like, oh, great. That's so interesting. And then I think it kind of dawned on her that they don't do anything related to that in the university <laughs> module. Um, so there wasn't, there was obviously there was a lot of character building and improv and yeah. really valuable skills that you can utilize in voice acting for video games. But specifically voice acting, there wasn't anything on the course related to that. So it's kind of something I chased after myself rather than was prompted by the university. So did you go directly into gaming or did you dabble around in other aspects in voiceover? So I, I kind of had my heart set on doing voices for video games and quickly came to realize that to be a voice actor professionally, you need to be able to spread yourself a little bit over more than just one sector of the industry, yeah. at least to begin with anyway. So I was auditioning for pretty much anything I could get my hands on <laughs> that was voice acting related. Uh, I didn't have a studio when I first graduated and my university were nice enough to let me use their studio that they had, which they predominantly use for music students rather than acting students. Okay. Um, but they let me use that. So I, I auditioned for audio dramas. I auditioned for uh, cartoons, video games, uh, anything that I could uh, kind of sink my teeth into. And my first job was actually not a video game. It was an audio drama, um, X-Men, the audio drama, which for me as a huge nerd was like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> blew my mind that I managed to land a role as a Nightcrawler in this X-Men oh, wow. audio drama. That's cool. Which I'd still, yeah, yeah. So it was a favorite character of mine as well. And I'm still recording it to this day. And that was about eight years ago. <laughs> so I, I still do that same character with Skytha podcast. Um, if you're a big nerd as well, please check them out because you will love it. There's so much content on there, X-Men, Avengers, that kind of thing. But yeah, I landed that role first. And from there, the feeling of getting that role and actually portraying one of these characters was mega. Uh, I knew from that moment, yeah, this feels good. This feels right. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. So you get that first call, that first gaming role. Talk to me about it. How did it go? How did you feel? Like what was challenging about it and what surprised you? So I think the first video game projects that I worked on were a lot of smaller indie games. Okay. Um, 
and they were just as fantastic to work on as some of the big games that I work on now. Um, and I, I remember landing the roles uh, and you go in the studio and obviously it was the first experience of having a director in my headphones while I was recording something. I'd been directed before at, at university and that kind of thing, like having a director right there. But yeah. to have like a virtual director was was something very new for me that surprised me. And also the fact, actually a good thing was the fact that I could do more than one take because I'd been so used to doing theater where it was yeah. like, you're on stage. If you mess mm. up, you've messed up yeah. and everybody's there. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was interesting to have a director be like, okay, that was cool. Now let's try it like this. Or now say the line like this and then be able to pick take A, B or C, whichever um, they preferred, obviously. But yeah, working in the first video game and then actually seeing it released, seeing that game released was like, wow, this is so cool. Like I can tell all of my mates now, <laughs> download this game, I'm in it. <laughs> and then um, and from there, I, I quickly, not quickly, like relatively quickly landed quite a large role for um, Warframe, which was, which is really a big game that a lot of people play. And I did a couple of these smaller indie games managed to get an audition for um warframe i didn't know at the time that was the game um it was just for this specific character i did it yeah. and uh i remember getting the call of the email to say oh congrats you've got the role of boone this uh character in warframe and for me it was like warframe what um and then from there it was like oh god now i'm playing with the big dogs like <laughs> am i ready for this but they were so kind, even knowing that I was quite fresh to the industry. Yeah, uh, they were incredibly kind, and yeah, the the team at Digital Extremes were wonderful. And and since then, I've gone on to work with them again. But it is daunting when you get that yeah. first role, just because you're you're so in awe, you're so humble, you're so grateful, mm. and you don't want to mess anything up when you get in the <laughs> studio. You please yeah. make this go well. Um, so yeah, a whole mix of feelings, I guess. Mm. So what would you say is the difference between? A triple A game and the indie in terms of your recording experience? Um, I would say for a lot of the indie games, sometimes uh, you're okay to do those in your own space, in your own studio. Perhaps you'll be given the lines for the game and you won't have a director. Sometimes they don't have a director who's going to walk you through each line um, and work on the character with you. You're kind of given the lines, you've got the audition, they liked it and you have to run with it yourself. Um, direct yourself in that moment whereas the larger games you'll usually be asked to go into a studio in my experience uh potentially in london or your surrounding area be asked to go to a proper studio where you have an engineer working with you as well and for those games in your headset you've got probably a writer from the game a director for the game yeah. a, a couple of um game random game developers who are working on the project as well maybe an intern then the engineer and someone from the studio. So you're looking at like having six, seven people sometimes all listening in at the same time, all helping you to mold this character to the best it can be. So mm. you definitely have a lot more sort of hands-on from the game developers in the moment of recording, yeah. I think, with the larger AAA games. Which do you prefer? Oh, <laughs> hard, because I've worked on some indie games that I absolutely love yeah. And probably wouldn't be where I am in my career today if I didn't get to work on those games. But I have to say, working on the the larger AAA games is just so cool. Yeah, yeah. You, it's a really special feeling to because they also probably have a lot more fans. There's a lot of fans yes. for these games, so you really want to impress. You don't want to let the fans down. People love these franchises already. They love 
the games. So they're waiting for this new character and there's you feel the pressure of possibly thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are going to play this game. They're going to hear your voice. So you want to give the best performance you can. Whereas mm. some of the smaller indie games, they do get large audiences, but I feel the pressure maybe is slightly less because you don't feel the fan base might not have grown yet as big as some of the AAAs already are. How do you handle that in terms of like having, because in your mind, that's probably, you know, you train to be an actor on TV or film. And this is the closest that you can get to that in terms of in the voiceover world anyway. So is that something that you mentally prepared for? Or did you think, oh, I'm just going to do voiceover for gaming, you know, hopefully do some of my favorite games and, you know, just enjoy my life. But now you've kind of been propelled into this kind of stardom where you've got people messaging you and saying they love you or they think you should have done this or they hate you. Like how, how do you yeah, yeah. work with that? <laughs> so that was definitely not something that I expected when I first wanted to go into voice acting because to work in some of these, like recently working on Diablo 4 and, and yeah, the games Warframe and Warhammer and that kind of thing. Yeah. I've known about all of those franchises, all of those like video games and franchises since I was young. I'm playing those games and you never expect that you're going to be actually voicing a character in one of those games yourself alongside a lot of the time actors who you really adore and are inspiration yeah. to you, even though you're not necessarily working in exactly the same space together, they're in the same game as you. And that yeah. is very humbling. But yeah, I don't think I was prepared to work on the big games, <laughs> to be honest. I was I was very happy even just going in. Like I said, when I first got these indie games and audio dramas, that for me was, that was mega at the time. That was like mm. my own my own little stardom, you know, I was like, wow, to voice in the game. But yeah, to work on the AAA ones now it is, it's crazy. It's, mm. it's such a great feeling. What would you say is the most challenging role you've played to date? The most challenging role. So very, so recently I worked on Total War, Warhammer 3, and I was fortunate enough to land the role of the Changeling. And they brought out their new DLC quite recently, which is the Shadows of Change. And this guy is like one of the leaders of a big chaos faction within the game. So he's quite prominent. You can pick him as a playable character. Um, so the pressure was there already because the Warhammer community is huge, yeah. an amazing community, but massive. And you think, okay, they know this guy already. He's not being created for me. He's already in their world and you have the job to bring him to life. So the pressure was definitely on to record that character. But even the voice itself, He's like a, a sort of ethereal ghost-like creature. Oh, so the voice yeah. is really I can see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Comes <laughs> through, yeah. yeah. So strenuous on your yeah. voice to be able to do that for the uh, for the periods of time mm. and to keep it sounding the same the whole time. Mm. Um, and now because this character is also a changeling, he has the ability that he can change into any mm. other character in the game. Oh, wow. So I was like, damn, how are we going to do this? Um, and it was uh, working with Creative Assembly and, and they were fantastic. The directing was great. And what I had to do was record every other character's like ultimate voice line when they dig their big ability. I had to record that, but in the voice of the changeling, but still following the same intonation as the other voice actor for their character. Wow. So that was a big challenge, definitely. Yeah. How long was that? The, rewarding. How, how, how long were the sessions themselves? So we were doing sessions of 
four hours tops, um, yeah. four hours max. Um, because when you're doing anything strenuous like that with your voice, to record more than four hours, you're just going to burn out. Mm. You, you can hear it in your voice. You can damage your own voice. And luckily, yeah, the guys at Creative Assembly were very aware of that. So we were only doing sessions of max four hours, maybe sometimes two hours, three hours, but never more than four. Do you do anything to help with your vocal stamina or anything like that? I do. I do. Yeah. I make sure that I warm up each time before I even go in to do an audition. I did learn this the hard way at the beginning of my voice acting <laughs> career because I was just hammer, hammering out the auditions. Yeah. yeah this, one, this one, this one. I wasn't warming up. I yeah. wasn't hydrating myself enough. I was just loving the moment and I really damaged my throat actually. And it took a while for me to recover um, my voice properly. My throat was really sore on the inside and I, I went to the doctors to get it checked properly because I said, this is my tool. This is how, yeah. if I lose this, then I'm, I'm not earning any money. So, but yeah, now I, from, from that moment, I, I really make sure that I hydrate constantly, constantly hydrate myself, do my vocal warm-ups before going into any session it doesn't matter even if it's a, a big shouty one or if it's yeah. something that's much more low-key or just an audition it's still important to do those warm-ups what do you think of the, the the misconceptions of your work when you tell a normal everyday person what you do what mm. what what's the the response normally like <laughs> yeah i've heard a lot of stuff some people love it. I think people who maybe play video games and watch yeah. a lot of cartoons, they understand what it is to be a voice actor. So if you talk, a lot of people will say to me, oh, cool, what do you do for a job? And I say, oh, I work as a, a voice actor for video games. Oh, why was you not good enough to do proper acting then? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. oh God. I'm like, no, I'm not, not even, I'm not even going to engage with that one, actually. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's a response that some people say, or some people go, oh, I might try that out, you know? Yeah. I'm like, just on your weekend, you might, it took eight, like it's yeah. a long process. Like yeah. vo voice actors work very hard to, to get where they are by all means, try it out, but you need to, to be aware of what it involves. It's not just, I'll just record some stuff one day and maybe I'll be in the game. Like you have to go through the, the whole process of, of yeah, practice, <laughs> practice, practice kind of thing. And yeah, some what other responses do you get when you, a lot of people say, Oh, cool. Tell me a video game that you've, tell me something you've done. Yeah. And I say to them, do you, do you play video games? No. So and I go, okay, it's not going to matter what I say to you there. <laughs> they say, yeah, tell me a game, tell me a project you've worked on. And I say, okay, I don't know. Um, Warframe. And they go, they look blank. Like they have no idea what I'm talking about. And I say, you don't play video games. So this doesn't matter to you at yeah. all. Uh, so yeah, some people very impressed. I'd say some people maybe through a lack of understanding the job, not so impressed. Mm. In terms of getting jobs themselves, um, obviously, I know you're with agencies as well, but do you get the majority of your work through an agent or is there, you know, another way that you get your, your jobs? Like, what, how does it work for you? So now, um, in my current position, I get most of my jobs, I'd say a lot of my jobs from my agents, okay. but um also, a lot of them are from past connections that I've developed over years of working in the industry, which are auditions that I picked up at the beginning of my career, probably from a few pay-to-play sites I was on and a couple of other, like Mandy and these different places where you can get some uh, different auditions come through. And 
I got a couple of jobs from them or directly emailing game developers as well. I, okay. I worked hard at that at the beginning of my career and still do now constantly emailing game developers, casting directors, passing on my voice reel, passing on my, my website with my credits, etc. And through that process over the years, you build up these relationships where you work on a game, whether it's a small or a big role. Uh, but those casting directors remember you, those game developers remember yeah. you. And it might take two years before they make another project or they work on their next game where they start to need voice acting again. But you can bet if you worked well together, they'll definitely come yeah. back to you because it's good. Rather than them having to look for a new voice actors, which I'm sure they always are doing, it's nice to be able to have a little talent book of people you've already worked with to be able to go back to them and say, Hey Ryan, we remember we worked together three years yeah. ago, and you say, "Oh yeah. yeah, you did this character. We think you'd be great for this character now." So, it's it's a big combination of having an agent now is fantastic because you get um, auditions via your agent that you don't have to necessarily put the legwork in for. But then at the same time, I would never just rely on that. Yeah. I'm always always emailing myself, contacting game developers myself, and keeping those relationships alive even with people that you've worked with before so they don't forget you're like hey i'm still here here's my updated voice reel like <laughs> have a listen to this see what you think yeah so yeah kind of a, a mix why do you think you've been successful in this field what do you pride yourself upon like is it a certain accent uh, a certain um tone in your voice like why do you think you've been successful in this specific genre <sighs> that's a hard one I think, I think also because I play a lot of video games as well, I pride myself on understanding how the dialogue works for a video game and the sort of voices that are generally required for a game. Obviously, there's all kinds of different vocal tones that are needed depending on the genre of the game. Yeah. Um, but because I'm always playing video games as well, I always have my ear out. I'm always listening to the other voice actors who have landed these roles, you know, it's one of the best practices you can do. If you want to voice act in video games, play video games, like, and listen to the people who got the roles. Um, and you can listen to their acting choices, the intonation in their voice, how the dialogue works in an RPG game compared to how the dialogue works in a sports game or a puzzle game. They're all really different. So I I guess I pride myself on knowing the niches of video games and the different sectors and and how to manipulate your voice um, to be appropriate for that particular style of game. Don't get me wrong, I do have some go-to voices that I'm like, <laughs> okay, if yeah. an audition comes up and I'm like, ah, it's, it's uh, I don't know, like a, a 60-year-old villain. I'm quite good at those kind of roles. <laughs> Even when I was like 20-something, yeah. I think some of the first roles I landed were for like 60-year-old guys. And I was like, damn, is this... I'm 23 and I'm booking 60 year olds. Is yeah. this good? I sound yeah. like an old guy or I can sound like yeah. an old guy, but yeah, there are those particular like genres of, of uh, voice acting that you're like, okay, yeah, this is my jam. Medieval RPG games. You're like, I, I might have this one. <laughs> so actually that's a good um, segue to my next question. What are your favorite types of games to play? Okay. So for me to play personally, has to be RPG games. I love the fantasy mm. um, element. I'm a big D&D player as well. So playing D&D and playing these role-playing games all kind of come hand-to-hand -hand in this fantasy world that I love. Uh, sci-fi games, anything sci-fi. 
but I also play quite quite a lot of like battle royale style games like Apex and Overwatch. Not saying that I'm great at them, but I do play a lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Apex. Uh, Apex at the minute is uh, one of the games I like to go to with a lot of my friends. Overwatch as well. I used to play that religiously, just because I, I love the kind of the colourfulness of these. They're really colourful. These battle royales, those style. I don't play a lot of Call of Duty and these kind of more serious, darker, oh, too serious ones. for you. I'm more, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm more into the, you know, this girl's got purple hair and, I don't know, two huge laser guns kind of thing. So, yeah, I play a lot of those Battle Royale type of games as well. Okay, well, um, I've got one more question for you. And it's always the way I like to end um, my conversations. To anyone listening out there who wants to get into voice acting and gaming, could you give any tips, any resources or just any way they can develop skills? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I touched on it earlier and said that playing video games is a great way to learn the style of voice acting for video games. So yeah, to reiterate that fact, even if you don't like playing video games, but you want to get into video game voice acting, go on YouTube, watch watch some footage from a game. You don't even have to play it because listening to the voice actor that's got that job and hearing their character choices, the different tones of their voice is such a valuable resource when you go into auditioning for uh, video game characters yourself. Apart from that, I would say when you, when acting is the core, acting is the core of voicing characters for video games. They have to be believable characters, unless they're, obviously you have some crazy characters that are a lot less believable, but acting is still at the key of those, at the source of those characters as well. So go into the studio and kind of don't think of yourself as a voice actor doing a voice for a character. Think of yourself as that character. When you're in the studio, you're not a voice actor putting a voice on. You are that cave troll or you are that that knight who's just uh, come from like horseback into battle, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, really em- embody the character. Same with physicality. When you're in the studio, don't sit down on a chair if you're recording... Uh, as someone who's about to do a battle cry, (laughs) stand up, like use your hand, make that action. Careful not to hit the microphone because I've done that many times. (laughs) Use your movement, you know, you can hear the movement uh, through the voice. So yeah, if if your character's doing some evil grin, make sure you're doing the evil grin yourself. So you can hear, you can hear the body almost. So yeah, embodying the character and uh, really honing in on listening to other voice actors uh, do their thing in video games uh, will help you a lot. Well, Ryan, thank you for your time today. Um, I'm sure the people out there have got a lot of um, tips and tricks. So thank you again. And um, I look forward to see what you've got next coming. Amazing. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been a pleasure to be on. So yeah, thanks for the invite. Really appreciate it. So what did I take away from today's conversation? Understand your voice. Know its strengths and weaknesses. Voice stamina is a big need in this area of work, as sessions can be very long. If you don't warm up, look after your voice, etc., it's not going to look very promising for you. Yes, gaming looks cool, blah, 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 and it definitely beats a boring corporate read, but remember, it's not for everyone. It's not all glitz and glamour. You're going to work on a lot of smaller jobs where you'll be recording in your bedroom at the start for the majority of the time. 
so know what to expect. This isn't a negative, but what I'm trying to say is unless you really enjoy acting and or gaming, you may grow tired of it quickly. It is an agent-led market, but it's an industry with a lot of indie studios who you can contact directly. Find your favorite developers of your favorite games and show them what you can do. But only when you are ready, of course. And finally, understand how dialogue works for games and the certain voices that are used. Listen and learn. You wouldn't go for an interview before you researched the company, so why think auditioning without knowing what the casting directors are looking for would be a good idea? Be as prepared as possible. Thank you, Mars, Leone, and of course, Ryan, for being a part of this episode. Three very talented and kind individuals. You can find all of their details below, as always. Remember, you can always reach out if you have any questions for me. My details are also below. We are at the end of another adventure yet again. Make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, bye.